Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95, on page 459. Mm -hmm. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of this pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long as I grieved with this generation and said, it is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 22, beginning on page 366. My God, my God, look upon me. Why hast thou forsaken me and art so far from my health or from the words of my complaint? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season also I take no rest. And thou continuest holy, O thou worship of Israel. Our fathers hoped in thee, they trusted in thee, and thou didst deliver them. They called upon thee and were hoping. They put their trust in thee and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a worm and no man, a very scorn of men and the outcast of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips and shake their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him if he will have him. But thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. Thou wast my hope when I hanged yet upon my mother's breasts. I have been left unto thee ever since I was born. Thou art my God, even from my mother's womb. O God, go not from me, for trouble is hard at hand, and there is none to help me. Many oxen are come about me. Fat bulls of Bashan clo me in on every side. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and a roaring lion. 
I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart also in the midst of my body is even like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my gums, and thou bringest me into the dust of death. For many dogs are come about me, and the counsel of the wicked layeth siege against me. They pierce my hands and my feet, I may tell all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. Thou art my succor, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me also from among the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. O praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he hath not despised, nor abhorred the low estate of the poor. He hath not hid his face from him. But when he called unto him, he heard him. My praises of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. They that seek after the Lord shall praise him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nation shall worship before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All such as be fat upon earth have eaten and worshipped. All they that go down into the dust shall kneel before him, and no man hath quickened his own soul. My seed shall serve him, they shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, whom the Lord hath made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the book of Genesis. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to a place where his tent had been in the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's stock and the herdsmen of Lot's stock, livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or... If you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, 
that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now, and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent, and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. Here ended the first lesson. Together, Benedictus asks on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel of St. Mark. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeting him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So, his, so he asked his father, How long has this been happening? And he said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, 
I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Here ended the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. <clears throat> Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. <clears throat> o Lord God, who seest we put not our trust in anything that we do, Mercifully grant that by thy power 
we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our um, lesson from Genesis today uh, speaks of this return from Egypt where they sojourned, kind of following the, again, the pattern of later Israel, and they come into the land of Canaan, and Abraham and his nephew are becoming wealthy in terms of their uh, multiplication of their flocks. They can't live together, so they, they separate. There's a couple of themes of it that I think are noteworthy in, in the story. One, we note that when Abraham came um, back to the land of Canaan, he he built an altar and, and called upon the Lord. Twice in this chapter, he calls upon the Lord. And so this gives a sense of living in relationship with the Lord. We don't have any particular details about Lot, but it doesn't say that Lot called upon the Lord. Uh, he kind of is connected to Abraham. And so when it, when they divide, it's interesting that Abraham doesn't try to, or Abraham at this point doesn't try to um, take the best. He says, let's, let's divide up and not fight. Maybe the idea is we can't stand against uh, the native inhabitants uh, unless we're together. So but Lot, this is notorious, or the, the, the typical way to look at this is that Lot looks at the at the attractiveness of the of the valley and it's um, it's green and lush and fertile, and he goes to what looks good. We're told later on in the story that that, that that took him down to Sodom, where the men were exceedingly wicked and sinners against the Lord, which is a kind of a spiritual um, you know uh, symbol of of you know, beware of that which looks really, really good without discerning, you know, um, more deeply whether it is good or not. And this is kind of the nature of temptations. It looks good, but it isn't good. We go right back to the garden where the fruit looked good to eat and it was desired to make one wise, but it ended up not being very good. So the idea of choosing based on what looks good and what's attractive to the eyes and yet not maybe discerning spiritually the deeper message. And so he goes down there, so Abraham, and, and then God makes his promise to Abraham that you'll, you know, your descendants will look at, look, you know, all around your descendants will inherit this property. And this gets us into a, a biblical theme because um, it's always pushing the vision forward. Abram was told to leave his country and go to a land. Now he's in the land. And now we're saying, well, okay, your descendants, will something will happen. And as we go throughout the Old Testament, it keeps moving forward. And even in the New Testament, um, we, we have faith and we're saved by faith in Christ, but we're always moving forward in our growth in Christ. 
always towards the ultimate telos or goal of the kingdom when 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 it's completely fulfilled and the the sacramental sense in which we live is that we experience the kingdom in real ways now but we're always moving forward it, it's it's really here but it's not fully here yet so abraham has possession of the land but not yet full fully into the inheritance of it and so he, he has to live in faith as he moves forward towards the promise. This gives us a point of connection, I think, with our, our New Testament lesson. Um, there's a couple of interesting notes about this story. Um, Jesus, in, in the middle of the story, after this man comes to the disciples and they can't cast out the demon, he, he bemoans how long they'll have to deal with this faithless generation. And you wonder, well, what is this? What's he upset about? Is it his disciples can't do it? Or, but it seems that this guy has come. This man has had a chronically afflicted son, and he's brought him to the disciples. And just reading between the lines, it seems as though it's like, here, heal him. You guys are, you know, are from God. And there's a sort of cynicism, a hardness of having lived with something for a long time. And, and his faith has kind of become a little callous, perhaps. So when he comes to Jesus and says, um, you know, if you, have, can, if you can, you have compassion on us. And Jesus says to him, you know, he said to Jesus, your disciples couldn't cast this out. He says to the man, if you have faith, uh, if you believe all things are possible. And he enters this, this thing, which is, I think, a great prayer for all of us. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because in, in a lot of our intercessions, we're in that place of this of this man where we we believe in God, but we're you know we've labored long at something and the faith wanes. So so we you know and so Jesus kind of brings that place of realizing that his own faith is defective. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus you know heals the son, and the disciples want to know well why couldn't we do it. And he says, this, this kind only comes out by some manuscripts, say, by prayer. Uh, the the uh, received text has prayer and fasting. But if, we're, if Jesus says this kind comes out by prayer, and prayer by that I mean it's not like we just utter a prayer, but you, we have to continue to pray about things, we would assume prayer and fasting, which is why when we continue in prayer, like our prayer for mission, we have a day of fasting and prayer that augments the prayer. So it's kind of assumed. And I think what we can draw to drawing all these things together is that um, when we have these things we're praying for, these afflictions or, or things we want deliverance for, we have to continue in our prayer. Uh, most prayers, there are sort of, there are in the ministry of the church, you know, tent revival kinds of miracles where we pray and all of a sudden someone's healed. But the more normal and natural experience of the Christian life is that we persist in our prayer over time. And in that persisting in our prayer over time, dwelling in the land like Abraham and Canaan, uh, you know, not yet fully in the promise, but living in relationship with the Lord, we are changed by that prayer. And we begin to see the way that God begins to answer the things we pray for. And the great miracles of faith are often understood over, you know, five and ten year periods where, um, you know, the, the line we use, you know, that people, you know, overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in ten years. As we persevere in prayer, we begin to see this miraculous power of God, but it requires a persevering faith 
through the obstacles that are there, which is what tests and proves faith for us. And that will connect us then back to our, our psalm. This is Friday, it's why we, which is a perpetual commemoration of the cross, why we read Psalm 22 often on, on a Friday, um, where the psalmist endures through the affliction of, of that he experiences, but ultimately experiences deliverance from God. And that's the, the pattern of the Christian life. We persevere in our prayer and it's tested by the afflictions we encounter. But as we hold on to God, God delivers us. Uh, all things are possible for those who believe, but that belief must have perseverance and uh, faithfulness and continual prayer and trusting in God in it to, to, to reach its, 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 its goal that we desire. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. <clears throat> we'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, pausing for uh, each of us to remember their intercessions before God. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. We also, in closing, remember the soul of Tina McKinley, longtime member who passed away. May her soul and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. May light perpetual shine upon them, 
May they rise again in glory in the resurrection on the last day. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all in prayer this morning. Have a great Friday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day, Betty. Say goodbye to Oma. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Bishop. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bishop. Bye, Lukey.